Hey, welcome everybody to podcast number 34, brought to you by 5-Pin Universe. Weekly podcasts, we call them. Sometimes we miss a week, but we try and bring them every week to you. Uh, Thursday mornings, we release them on SoundCloud, or you can catch them on Facebook, or at patreon.com slash 5-Pin Universe. We have the usuals here. Myself, Kerry Kreitz, your host, Dexter Wiseman, Adam Weber, Tim Wiseman, and our special guest is the myth, the man, the legend, Bruce Mortar. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, welcome, Bruce. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Pleasure to be here. So, first topic we want to bring up is obviously the Canadian Five Pin Hall of Fame. You were inducted last year. Um, we just want to hear your thoughts on it and what it means. Uh, it means a lot. It was uh, it was pretty special to get the call uh, from Annette to say that they had uh, put the program together where they were going to start putting people into the uh, C5 Hall of Fame and that uh, I was one of the inductees that was getting uh, uh, put in this year. So uh, it was great, great to be done uh, close to home too, to be able to get to, out to Vancouver and uh, great with all the Alberta teams that did so well out there too. But uh, no, it was, it was pretty special to hear they'd done it and uh, to be part of the first uh, group going in was uh, was special. And the only male, for for the competitor side, the only male to have gotten in on the first induction too. So that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was neat. I think there's lots of other names that could have gone in. I'm not sure of all the, you guys may know better all the criteria or how they, uh, all the factors that were built into it, but it was uh, it was neat, very uh, very special to get uh, get inducted. Well, it seemed like their first year was like you said, it had thirteen people inducted, so their yeah. class was fairly full. So I'm sure they didn't want to overload it on the first year. All the people yeah. that met the criteria, right? Try and spread it out a little bit. I think mm-hmm. so. I'll tell you what, though, Bruce, nobody was close to you in the male category. That's for sure. Leaps no, and down, everybody, yeah, past everybody else. So. I don't know. It's just more uh, more that I'm really old, Tim, than uh, anything else. Uh, <laughs> lots of uh, lots of attempts, and yes, uh, fortunately, I uh, made a few trips down there, so it was uh, it was good. How was, I think uh, I think it was only fitting that uh, you ended up going in with uh, Lynn as well. I, I agree, Adam. It was uh, it was quite special to go in uh, to go in with Lynn. Obviously, I've been bowling with him. He got me started in the competitive bowling uh, a lot of years ago, and uh, got me going to all the tournaments and uh, went to a lot of nationals with them, both uh, the Open and, and Masters. And so it was special to have him go in as a, as a coach. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing he might have been probably close going in as a bowler as well. He made it lots of times as a bowler. So, uh, yeah, a lot of time with Lynn. I've been my roomie for uh, more Opens than I can count. And uh, it was special to be out there with him, especially when he was out there uh, coaching you guys. So it was good. Uh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Timmy. I, I, I thought I thought it was a great moment seeing everybody together. Um, it was great having even somebody like Doug Mosdale, who is now this year's nominee and inductee with that, uh, show up and be part of with the whole group with you guys too. Uh, yeah, it was great. It was great having Doug out there. I got to know him a long time ago, and uh, he's well deserving uh, going in there. I uh, would have been good i was thinking afterwards it would have been great for him to get uh, put in out there in uh, mm-hmm. in bc in, uh, in hometown but uh great to have him there and uh great to see all the others that did get it, uh inducted at the same time all the people that i've rolled with obviously over the last uh, last 30 years 35 years so it was, it was special yeah it's really, really cool to have you in behind you know us especially on the the alberta team there uh there's something about your voice 
that mm -hmm. just seems to carry and resonate with uh, a lot of players and uh, you know having yourself and gigs out there and of course you know Lynn uh, all the guys that all of us have, have really you know looked up to for for so many years uh, definitely wanted to thank you for for cheering us on out there it's uh, meant a lot <clears throat> Yeah, it was uh, it was a pleasure to watch you guys. Hopefully, you didn't just hear the sarcastic comments as I was uh, putting those out as well. But uh, you guys, you guys both great out there, and it was uh, it was pretty exciting to watch. And watching uh, how you lit it up in the in the final in the gold medal match there was uh, was a pleasure to watch. Actually, there's uh, there's always been something about that little whistle of yours. Yep. <laughs> you know, you, you, out of everything in, in bowling, that's the one thing you can always just pick out of the crowd from anywhere. It's not loud. It's just really subtle. And but as soon as you hear it, it's almost calming. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. It's good. Uh, hopefully it was at the right times, uh, not in the middle of your approach or anything, but usually after you're uh, done throwing a bomb. So yeah. it was uh, it was like I say, it was great watching you guys. It was special being out there when the Alberta teams did so well. And obviously the that it was the Edmonton contingent, which is obviously special to me to watch you guys uh, just light it up out there. It was uh, it's pretty special. Hey, Bruce, just so you know, just because you're a special guest, you don't have to kiss their ass the whole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can move it along. Yeah. <laughs> Did you mark hey, it on that time, Kerry? Uh, what was that? Sorry, Dex, I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if you ever came back, that could be your teammate you'd be talking to there. So, well, I, he's no, a team yeah. innovator. So, yeah, if Bruce already, he's ever comes innovated. back, I'm putting him down as like my roommate. He's gonna have an Edmonton address for sure. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm living in uh, Dexter's basement. Yep. <laughs> this room could be all yours. All right. <laughs> Isn't that your Raz room? Yes. <laughs> I'm sure I want to know what's happened in that room, but that's that's good. Well, Carrie and Julie slept there. Oh. All right, moving on, moving on. <laughs> Next topic. Um, Bruce, obviously, we all know you've competed in pretty much every type of event that there has been. Um, and we just want to bring. Where do you think the sport is going with uh, the WCBT? going into its fifth year um sounds like ontario is really producing a lot of events coming up how do you feel about the way the sport is um the direction it's taking it seems like it's taking a step back from the amateur side of things and is really moving towards more of the cash the professional side of things i i agree carrie and i think it's i think it's great i i love what uh, all you guys have done with uh with the tour i uh I really wish, uh, thinking back over the years, that uh, someone, uh, maybe myself, anyone else, had uh, had gotten it going over the years, 30 years ago. It would have been interesting to see the, the history of it and, and how it evolved. But I just think it's it's great what you're doing and, and all the houses that are involved in uh, in the tournaments. And the, I think the bowlers are really supporting it now. It looks like you're, I mean, the entries are going up. The uh, people are coming from further away. And I think it's it, it's it's tough for the people that are obviously a little further away than even BC and Saskatchewan, even Manitoba, but it's great to see them coming from Ontario and coming out here from Newfoundland and, uh, and from Quebec, uh, I think the last few years. So I think that's just a tribute to what you guys have done uh, to develop it and to, to draw all those people out. I think it's great. And the, the tour championships that you run, it's uh, very impressive and very professionally done, which I think uh, contributes to the success of it. So. 
Have you had any chance to watch any of the episodes that have come out this year from the WCW? I have. I watched. Uh, I watched the first two. I haven't seen the third one yet. I don't know. Is it just the three out? Uh, so do we? There's actually five out as of five today. out now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. As I yeah. say, I'm not on uh, not on Facebook regularly, so no, I catch right. up slowly. But uh, I watched the uh, the first two, and uh, so I did see your match, Gary. And, yeah. Uh, the, the first two weren't. You weren't supposed to watch. You're supposed to skip those two. Skip those two. <laughs> okay. It was yeah. great. You bowled okay. It's just uh, again, that's the, the nature of that type of format. That uh, I mean, you lose a, an early three frame carryover and then plow plow a few times at the wrong time, and all of a sudden, the, those games are over before you know it uh, in, the, in the pins game format. And uh, you can lose a game by a little bit and uh, lose the you know the frames by quite a lot. So, mm -hmm. I highly recommend episode four, Bruce. Hi, episode four. All right. Yes. I look forward to uh, uh, catching up on them. I will, yeah. Spoiler uh, alert: I get two more frames in carry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will look forward. I will look forward to that. Uh, keep me in suspense as to which ones it is you win. Well, I know. Well, it's not, I'm not waiting till ten, so I can tell you that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, don't leave it till the end. Uh, it's good to get one out of your belt, down your belt early. So. <laughs> I like no, it's a suspense. good it's a good format. I think I I love it, and uh, I'd say the problem with it is that it goes by so fast when you get uh, like say when you get behind, and all of a sudden you you start pushing a little bit. But uh, it's the nature of the beast, and it's the same for everyone. So mm -hmm. yeah, uh, and that was one thing that WCBT they wanted to bring the pins game back. I don't know if it's the probably the greatest format to bring out the best bowling, but it definitely makes it interesting if you have some carryovers and stuff like that. It brings some drama into it. Unless you get nine nilled and then you get <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah. It definitely brings some drama. I, and I, I probably do agree with Carrie that I'm not sure it's the ideal format as far as identifying who the best bowler on the weekend or the day or whatever is, but it does, it's, it makes for very interesting matches. I've, I've uh -huh. played some of that. And uh, as I say, it, it does get your attention. You have to be into it right from the start. You can't think of, well, it'll take me to, Two or three frames to get into it and then find the shot it's like if you're three frames behind after three frames you're you're it's a struggle to catch up so silly silly to think that 20 minutes can be your whole season right there right yeah no it is yeah. it's probably tough for those guys that that do that have the one match and uh, as you say it goes by quick and 20 minutes yeah. later it's thanks for coming and uh, yeah. next and, uh, tell me about it yeah sit yeah, down <laughs> and watch the rest yeah <laughs> i but i i don't know i don't know i don't unless we're really super creative i think this is the one only one that can really get filmed properly on on that short time span which you're looking for right so no yeah, i agree but, i think it's a good format for that for that setup for the televising mm -hmm. the matches etc the um, doing a, a pinfall match, obviously there's issues if somebody starts with a, you know, gets a big lead, it becomes a little bit, uh, yeah. you lose interest in it, at least hopefully in this one, you you know, keep the matches even or keep the frames even and keep it hopefully going down to later in the game. So, well, even uh -huh. if you get, because um, some of the later matches, even if you get six nailed right away, there's still four frames to win some cash, right? Yeah. Especially in the later matches, it's a hundred bucks a frame or $150 frame or even $200 a frame. So, $800 in four frames, even though you got six nilled and lost the championship is still a good feeling. At least I you agree. And I'm, I'm sure it keeps all the bowlers into it, right? As you go further along in the format that you realize, okay, depending on the situation, the game, I can still get a hundred bucks or 200 bucks or, you know, 800 bucks here and uh, makes them make sure they're uh, trying to win every frame they can still get. Cover your hotel room for the weekend. and Yeah. Stuff pay like for that. a few bills, a few <laughs> drinks. Yeah. Well, yeah. Per perfect example is uh, the match that was released today. Uh, episode five. 
okay. with uh, Matt Harms and uh, Eric Chokes. And uh, uh, anybody who hasn't seen it, uh, it ended as, as a 6-4, uh, but there was a huge pinball gap. Uh, okay. But it could easily swing one way or the other, just have to basically win half the game. Right, so it's uh, there's something about that frame by frame uh, pressure that I, I think this is the perfect format for this type of a tournament, right? I agree. It, it, for the that, televising it too, uh, so. absolutely, because that that yeah. pressure in a uh, in a big tournament, uh, a national tournament, that it usually only seems to happen, you know, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth frame. Uh, yeah. This is literally every ball. Um, or at least every frame, right? Yeah. So there, there's a definite pressure there, which uh, really I think it does bring out the best in, in the majority of the players that make it. I agree, and it and it is, in fact, a lot of cases it is every ball. I mean, when the guy in front of me gets up and plows and cleans 15, and you go out behind him and plow, it's like, okay, there's no room for error now. I got to throw mm -hmm. two good balls and uh, hopefully get the carryover. And uh, so you're right. I mean, it it doesn't mean the head pin in some matches people. A little less focus on cleaning the wood, but on, on in that format, it's uh, it's pretty important to make sure you're picking up every stick. The, the hardest part I have is I think we practice, and not because I lost to Adam in you know the open singles twice, but you you go practice, you get warmed up, the same thing for like the open, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, you're on, right, right, and yeah. you have to be mentally focused and prepared. I think the music is great; it also amps you up, and yeah. your like, your adrenaline's running even more, right? So, I guess when you were playing CBCs and TSNs, did they have something like that? Or how did you deal with that? They had some of that, usually uh, not not to the same format that you guys have, which I think is great, uh, how you've got the introduction go going and the music going. But uh, a lot of times they just have it going in the warm-up, but there wasn't the introductions the same way that you guys do them, which I think is is is, is really neat, let's say, in, in bringing the bowlers out, doing a brief introduction of them and uh, running the gauntlet sort of as they come out through the crowd and, and onto the lanes. It's, if that doesn't get your adrenaline going, I guess you shouldn't be shouldn't be bowling. Okay. That uh, doesn't get you pumped. And knowing that, as you say, Tim, I mean, the first ball, you can't think, well, hopefully this is good. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're, it better be good. I mean, you're, yeah. you've got a chance to lose 50 bucks or 100 bucks or whatever in a match or, you know, early on. So you've got to be into it. And I think that helps. Um, so Bruce, you had mentioned you're, you're starting to age a little bit, but I'm going to pick on your memory here. Uh oh, so going through the podcast group here, could you, uh, bring back a memory that reminds you or, um, the memory that sticks out when you first ran into us or played a tournament with us or anything? What's your memory of each one of us? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Nice. Um, I don't know. Let's, uh, Go across the screen here. Who are we looking at? Uh, Dexter. We'll start with uh, with Dexter. I don't know. I've, I've been on a couple teams with uh, with Dex, and uh, I just always thought that he was a great team bowler. That he was always um, concerned about how he bowled, but more concerned about the, how the team bowled, which is always what I thought was the, you know, how you how you identified who you wanted to bowl with, the guys that went out there and. Uh, really wanted to bowl good, but if they were struggling, they really wanted the other guys to bowl good. And if they struggled and the team won, that was okay. Um, I always thought there were some bowlers that I got more of a sense. They were a little more concerned that they bowled really well. And if the team did okay, that was a bonus. But uh, I always wanted to be on the teams where if the guys uh, were struggling, 
didn't matter if the team team won or did good. That was uh, that was the most important thing. I remember that about Dex. He's just a great, great team bowler. Adam, I remember from you know, this is sad going back to uh, Chinook uh, to uh, to bowling in Chinook. Adam is a little kid in there. Uh, so it was before his probably bowling career as it has obviously taken off, but uh, meeting him down there and uh, seeing him at the lanes, hanging out at the lanes all the time at, in Chinook. And, uh, so I saw him all along and uh, one of the guys that I would have really loved to bowl with and it never worked out, Adam, that uh, <laughs> I guess mine, mine was winding down and uh, you were in the wrong zone for a few years. And uh, <laughs> then you uh, moved into Edmonton as my, as my career was winding down. But uh, as I say, I remember seeing him down there. So he was a little, he was, sorry, he was a little bit different back then, wasn't he? He was a skinnier, a little bit more hair. <laughs> a, little, a little bit different. I'm not even going to go go there because, uh, <laughs> but that may apply to me on all uh, on all the above. So uh, so yes, he was a little. I bit. finally <laughs> moved to Edmonton, Bruce. Yeah, I know you moved to Edmonton, and I missed and, uh, the first year of qualifying, and then you go and retire. Yeah. Yeah, and then I retired, at, at you know, the provincials that so I'm not there. <laughs> yeah, it um, sounds like it was your fault. It, it was, was my was, fault, absolutely. Was, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we'll blame it on you, Adam. <laughs> make, make the <laughs> it took too long to get out of Calgary and come up to Edmonton was the, was the problem. Tim, I remember watching Tim bowl, and uh, Tim, I, I love the ball you throw. I always thought that it was somewhat close to what I threw a few years ago. Um, lots of rotation on it, and just just a awesome ball that I thought like this this guy's gonna do well throwing throwing that way but, uh, a lot of rotation when he's throwing good uh, everything goes and uh, obviously bowled with Tim as well and uh, just great having him on the team I uh, been part of uh, as say a few teams with both you guys and it's it's been a pleasure and, uh, I must say like saying Tim I always thought I just love the ball that you throw it, uh, it, it, it's it's a Partly reminds me, even though I, I think it's probably a little bit different, but uh, my memory is is fading as I get older. <laughs> Thinking that's uh, similar to what I threw. Lots of rotation. And oh, Carrie, you, Carrie, uh, remind you know what I think of when I think of you? Oh God, this is, this is good for you, Carrie. And you tell me I don't. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's a good thing. I was on the lane beside you when you threw your perfect game in Masters at Toppler. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, no, that's, uh, I mean, obviously bowled a uh, few years, mostly against you and uh, and then with you in the Masters, uh, you know, in the call of qualifying tournaments. But uh, I remember bowling with you when you threw, just kept throwing 12 bombs there uh, down in Toppler on the uh, end lanes uh, yeah. in Toppler. And uh, I thought there was you not are, much doubt on that. You probably should have stayed next to him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very impressive to watch. I don't know if Bruce remembers, but that exact same tournament, except for in practice before the whole tournament started, I still had one of those uh, shoe slippers on to keep the dust off your slider. Yeah. yeah. I complete face planted on my first shot in front of you and Lynn. So I think I do remember that. that. Was, uh... <laughs> Thank you for reminding me of that, Carrie. All I could think of was your perfect game. Thank you for uh... Running near the, of the face plant. Uh, yeah. that's, uh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I didn't everybody, throw very good that day except for one game. So Everybody should have at least one of those embarrassing moments. I Well, I should tell you one of mine. You want to hear one of my embarrassing moments? Of course. So uh, on TSN, and uh, I was blowing, uh, bowling Blair Pizzi. I think it might have been the third round of, uh, of TSN. And... Uh, Obviously got into the match, going along, got up, threw a strike, came back, sat down in the chair, 
And Blair looked over at me and said, it's the 10th frame. And I went, yeah, I knew that. And stood back up again and went back up on the lanes, but no idea what, what I did. I say, first ball in the 10th frame, I threw a strike and pumped and came flying off the lane and went back and sat in the chair. And he just looks over and says, it's the 10th frame. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oops. Well, at least uh, they edited that out, right? I think, I don't know if they did. I, I think they did. Uh, I, I don't remember. They might have wondered why he was taking a break after one ball in the 10th frame. but uh, Just waiting for that blue ball to come back. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. probably what was happening. I was just giving me an excuse to wait for the right ball to come back. So if, I, so if any of the listeners have that videotape still, please yeah. let us know. We want to get that. Yeah, look for that. See if you see that moment. Well, that's awesome. Um, my first memory of you, ah, uh, man, probably that Masters, because I, I happened to throw that perfect game, and I don't know if, if you were sitting, because it was on lanes 15, 16, there was a yeah. little bench behind. I don't think you were sitting there for the first part of the game, but after I threw the last six strikes, you had came up and you said, I don't know if I seen the first six, but the last six were all in the left pocket. Yeah. And at that time, I had just got in the masters and Gino had introduced me to you and Lynn and you guys were the big guys on, on the masters. And that meant the world to me by you just acknowledging that fact. And, uh, no. it was awesome. I, no, that's good. It was, it was pretty impressive to watch. Cause I did, I'm not sure. Cause sometimes I wander around, so I may not have been there for them, but once obviously realized that you've got six from the gun that, uh, sticking around for the West rest. And there was uh, not much doubt. I don't think on, <laughs> uh, on any of them. Terry, it was pretty oh. impressive. Thanks. <laughs> Topler was easy back yeah. then, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. Was it ever easy? Was it ever easy, Adam? Never. He, hey, Terry uh, shot under 2,000 with this, uh, this 450 in that. Oh, <laughs> That's what I mean. You should have sat behind him the entire tournament. It's always good that somebody remembers those stats, eh, Kerry? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, don't worry. I have no hey, problem with that. Yeah. I didn't finish last. That's all I know. Yeah, okay. That was all bird. Yeah. That was all bird. <laughs> Um, I, my first time I think I ever met you, Bruce, I don't know, you know, it's way back when, I think it was like, Dex probably going to test, I think it was like 98, 98 or 99, and I think we were at the Old Duke. Um, okay. I think you had Tournament Masters there, and I t Tom was our coach, so Stevenson, and he told us to come out watch, and then that's why I met, uh, uh, Trudy Metcalf was there, I think, and yeah. then I met Diane and all those people, so it's just, it's been a long time, I think. Yeah, that's That's, that's that's 20 years ago, right? So, wow. yeah. 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 I think uh, for memories that like stick out, I mean, we've, we've had a few, but um, there's, I have two memories uh, of people saying something to me that like really, truly stand out. Uh, and they were just really little things. Uh, one was Lynn um, when I won TPC in 2010. Um, and then the other one was, uh, you, I guess, a short, shortly later when we when we won gold in uh, in Winnipeg there, and I just remember you coming up after after our final match after we won that medal um, after after the last ball was thrown and you just shaking my hand and being like you're a national champion now, and it just gave me like goosebumps. So uh, yeah, you're you're one of the two people that just that that always just sticks out. It was awesome. So thank you. Good. The first one's pretty neat, eh, Dex? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely that's good. What what else did he say after that, Dexter? Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't don't get too drunk. 
We still got a bowl later. <laughs> no, no, that was that was that was Lynn. That was yeah. probably Lynn. Yeah. That was Lynn. Yeah. And then yeah. and then we go to Champions Room, and Lynn has four four Caesars in his hand, and I'm like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. For for me, I I, I want to say the Autumn Open as well, Bruce, because uh, I, I I was down there. I was scorekeeping at the time at Chinook. Yeah. Okay. And uh, it, I was probably you know seven, eight, nine, somewhere in that range. And then, of course, you know, you see your name plastered all over Chinook and, um, you know, anytime you're on the lane, everybody's kind of watching. So that, that was definitely my, my first probably jaw dropping moment that, that, you know, this is Bruce. And then they, I, I think the first time I ever actually played in the same, you know, tournament was at the, the Autumn Open. I, I think I was 17. Uh, so it would have been 97. I, I think it was the last year that they had had it there. And uh, I, I remember because I, I was on a lane with uh, Dave Sanderson, and I think you were on the lane to the left of me. And I think I went up there, and I think I went right three and through the hole, through the hole. It just pure nerves that I'm pulling right next to Bruce Mortar, right? So, uh, and then you know, over the years, you know, had many opportunities to to, to play in the Open against you guys, and uh, definitely had some some great individual matches. Uh, on our podcast a couple of weeks ago, uh, the question came up, you know, is there one player that, that you'd want to have another match with or your most memorable match and stuff like that? And, uh, we never played a three-game match. No, I don't think we so did. That, in, in my knowledge. And um, I, I think especially back in those days when you were literally unstoppable, uh, people would just kind of go through that as almost like a yardstick type match. Right, you know, you're going up against a giant, and okay, let's see what you got, type thing. And, uh, you know, we played all the the autumn open 16s and doing all that stuff, and it's just not quite the same as that three game big match. So yeah. I, I definitely miss miss having that opportunity as well. Yeah. But yeah, the, the autumn open, yeah, the eight nine scorekeeping at Chinook. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's memories. funny. No, I remember your mom. I think bringing you down, and we yeah. introduced, uh, met you. I don't know, like say you were probably eight or nine and uh, when I got introduced you by your mom. So oh, cool. pretty incredible. Yeah, well, way way to go, you know, Bruce. You created ass. a monster. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I want to play him in a three game match anytime soon. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Well, do, yeah. Do, do you miss it at all? I do. I miss that. I miss the competitive part of it. I, yeah. I, generally, I don't miss all the others. We're keeping pretty busy, so I don't miss the day to day part of it. But seeing the tournaments, seeing the, the tour championship, seeing the masters, uh, being out at the open, like I really miss it out there watching you guys. I mean, that's what, that was a big part of it for me was, uh, was doing the tournaments, whether it was an open being part of a team, I always really enjoyed being part of the team. That was the special part of it. And, uh, so watching you guys out at the nationals and, uh, it definitely missed, missed that part of it, the competitiveness and, and as I say, being part of a team where you're, giving each other shit and giving each other support and uh, hopefully out there kicking butt on the lanes. So, if, Would you ever consider coming back into some sort of a, a role within bowling? I'd probably consider it. The problem is right now we're, we're pretty busy in the winters, which obviously is where the, you know, most of the, most of the bowling is going on, the tournaments and uh, everything's happening and we're away quite a bit during the winter, but uh, I, I certainly would. But uh, as I say, we're we're off for long periods at a, at a time here, uh, getting out of beautiful Alberta. So. <laughs> well earned retirement. Yeah. Um, 
not to fold back back onto the WCBT, but um, you were one of the captain's picks for one of the teams. Um, how'd you enjoy being a part of that atmosphere, having bowlers from all across Canada being uh, pushed into a team format and playing different types of matches and all that stuff? It was it was great. It was a lot of fun, even if we got if, even if we got beat. But uh, it was it was great. I enjoyed uh, being there with Lynn as my uh, co-captain, and uh, obviously some of the guys on the team I knew quite well, and and others I didn't know that well, other than from seeing a little bit over the last few years. Uh, but I thought it was great, and the format. I think I think for the most part everybody really enjoyed themselves. There's probably some tweaking as we talked about a little bit as far as things to do, and maybe try and tighten it up or reduce the breaks for some of the bowlers that they ended up having just yep. due to the format. But I thought it was a hoot and I'm, I'm sure you guys have talked about things and I even talked about other things you can do, uh, you know, different games you can come up with to, uh, to add into that format. Yep. But, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun and I really enjoyed being part of it back into the uh, harassing each other and uh, cheering for each other. And uh, it, it was a lot of fun. Well, we enjoyed having you out there. That's for sure. Yeah, it was good. Was that your uh, first coaching endeavor? Yeah, it was my first coaching endeavor. Yeah, I think my first official coaching. So I guess I'm <laughs> 0 1 as a coach. Zero uh, percent <laughs> is a bad yeah, percentage. It's a really bad percentage. <laughs> I need to get another one and at least try and get to 50. But uh, that, oh, not, that, not impressive. I don't know that maybe the team was pretty disappointed in me, but uh, I'm blaming it on Lynn since he was the veteran coach in there. But, uh, he should have known better than to let me make any decisions. <laughs> I think it makes it worse, Bruce. He's a Hall of Fame coach. I mean, like yeah, he, yeah. he's top tier. He should have dragged you along. <laughs> I'm just a bowler, for God's sakes. I'm a... <laughs> Next time you'll need to have your level two. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Any kind of level. <laughs> um. I guess we can jump into this. Obviously, this will be a little bit shortened format, but we we asked the guests some specific questions. Um, some don't apply to you anymore since you're retired. We don't really okay. care what your arsenal is anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> even though they're the same bowling balls for, I'm pretty sure, your whole career. Yeah, pretty much. Do you happen to remember what brand they were? Yeah, they were Paramounts. Blue and white ones were Paramounts that I threw primarily i had a few other sets but i threw those probably 90 90 of the time yeah for sure they were paramounts uh and they were uh heavy so they were the 310 and the, but they were four and uh, four and seven eights would you consider weighing them now to <laughs> yeah they've got a few layers on them i don't think they got a lot of cleaning over the uh over the uh time on the lanes so they might they might be over the limit now well, at least you're not afraid like Tim is. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, bowling mentor. Um, I know you had mentioned that Lynn got you into the competitive side, but who got you into bowling? Uh, I think we came back, moved up to Edmonton, actually, back from Calgary. So I was like 10 years old. And we went bowling from school one day. Um, it was a, a field trip or whatever. And then they told everyone that... Uh, there was a league you could join uh, YBC on Saturday mornings if anyone's interested. And I think there was a few of us that decided that would be interesting to do. So we did. So as I say, we moved back to Edmonton, went over bowling one day from school and then got into it from there, joined YBC and then continued on uh, from there. Was there... Meadowlark Lanes, uh, which would have been before any of your times. And Meadowlark yes. Mall, was, uh, <laughs> was, there was lanes over there. 
was there anybody you looked up to that you want to uh, mimic in your bowling style at least? I don't think so. I didn't experience that much success in YBC, didn't bowl in any, I'm not sure, maybe one provincial, but didn't go to nationals, uh, didn't get involved that much at that age. It was not really until I got into the adult ranks, uh, joined a Wednesday match play actually at Windsor. I was going to university and uh, uh, there's three of us from there that decided to join the Wednesday match play league. Uh, and so we went and joined there and that's where I met Lynn and, uh, and Brian Goodhope. And so that's, it was from there that I got into the competitive side of bowling. So I would have been probably already 18 or 19 years old uh, when I started and they dragged me off to some tournaments. And uh, I say it was probably both Brian and Lynn that, uh, that were my mentors as I got into the competitive aspect of bowling and uh and then the rest uh, is history and the rest is yeah i guess uh, <laughs> ancient history now yeah they uh, uh but i remember it's 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 interesting going back to my early tournaments where i was with lynn and he was pointing out who different people were and i was i'm guessing like you guys were when you started when people were pointing out bowlers that had been around for 10 years and i was the very same as you like oh that's him oh that's him and sit and watch a bowl or whatever in, in, in qualifying or in Sundays and uh, think, yeah, I want to do that. Or I'd like to do that someday. And, uh, eventually got there. Oh, that's very cool. We definitely appreciate that you got into bowling because you've created many a stories and now obviously a legend in the sport. So that, that helps yeah. uh, us build something around you. <laughs> you know, that's good. A few bowling stories, probably a few non-bowling as well, but we'll stick to the bowling <laughs> ones for now. <laughs> We'll see. This is a bowling yeah. podcast. We don't talk about the extra curriculum. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, by any chance, do you have a favorite tournament when you were bowling? Uh, um, I'd have. I'd have to say it was probably a Chinook tournament uh, <laughs> that I uh, I enjoyed. Just uh, obviously had a lot of su success in there, and uh, um, always look forward to going there. But I really did love going to the tournaments. They were all. I mean. I think you guys, I don't know how many, if any years you got in at the KG tournament when it was there, but it was another one that just loved it. Always seemed like the pinfall was good. You go out there, if you bowled good, you'd have a chance to you know, score well and, and make it. Uh, but Chinook was always special. The format was different and, and it was unique from all the other tournaments and, and still is. And uh, I really enjoyed that. So once you got into the 16s, you, it, it was a neat format. You couldn't be eliminated. If you bowled good in the 16s, you had a chance to win it. You couldn't get knocked out by somebody beating your 870 to you know 890 or something that you do in the other tournaments yeah yeah very true uh it's seven times you won it is it not it was yes yes uh yeah. pretty big record i know adam's gunning for it but uh yeah adam's well, well on his way i think uh, I, I thought so about a decade ago <laughs> i think he's still got a lot more shots at it in increasing his than i do so uh <laughs> We, we could call it the Jack Nicholas and the Tiger Woods. Will Tiger ever really make it? Probably. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite match or um, something that stuck out in your brain as one of the highest moments that you had? Well, there's probably probably a few. I, I do remember one in Saskatoon, the, the finals, uh, uh, bowling actually Tom, who I... I think I bowled quite a bit over the over the years with mixed success. I think we both won our share, but this was in the finals at KG, and it was uh, it was a great match. We were both bowling really good. He had, uh, I think, if I remember, he was up 15 or 20 after two games, and he started the third game with a six bagger, 
and uh, I just hung in there and ended up winning. And, and I always remember that we were both really jacked for it, but I think I went sort of corner square plow and then I ran a bunch and uh, you obviously slowed down at the end. But I just remember thinking that every ball was really big and it was a, a tight match and a lot of strikes. And uh, and that one definitely uh, sticks out from one of my, my tournament wins that uh, was memorable. Awesome. All right, I'm going to open up to the rest of the guys if they have any topics or anything they want to ask. Well, to add into those questions, um, mm -hmm. out of the uh, all the people I bowled with, you might be the most superstitious. Yeah. So I'd like to uh, I'd like to you for you to go through some of your superstitions with us. Oh yeah, I had a few. I'm a little less now, obviously, but I did have a few uh, superstitions. I remember one one lace had to be a little longer when I was uh, when I was doing up my bowling shoes, so the left lace uh, would uh, be a lo little longer when I would tie up my shoes. Um, I would take a certain way to the bowling alley. Um, so um, hopefully there wasn't a traffic jam because if that was the way I went, that was the way I went, and I'd have to allow for it. <laughs> I, uh, well, there's a lot of little things I think during the game and as things went on that there was times that I wouldn't throw if a ball was coming out of the return for any of those that had the above ground ball returns mm -hmm. uh, where they come out at the back so there's times it's getting set in my approach and then it would come out and I if anyone wondered why he's taking longer than normal because I'm waiting six seconds or whatever for the ball to get up to the ball rack and uh, mm -hmm. before I went <laughs> Sometimes I would throw just one ball in one lane and one ball on the other lane of my, uh, my house balls. I don't know if you heard that story about, uh, there was probably a few. In Saskatoon, I just bought actually set, which I hardly ever used, uh, a set of balls from Don Sin that he had out there. And uh, I think I was using them in the match play on Sunday. And I, the first match I went four bagger plow, four bagger plow. I think it was against Terry Patterson from Calgary. And uh, for a decent game 310 or something but the next game i started with a four bagger and thought okay those balls are only good for four frames so i switched to the other ball and threw it for four frames and then i said okay that one's done and switched back to the other one to throw my last four balls to throw a perfect game but doing it four at a time because the game before i'd gone four bagger and then odd <laughs> with it so, there's a lot of things that i think only I would do that got into my head. Believe me, you don't want to know all the things that sometimes got into my head. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, your nail clipping? I know you should clip oh, yeah, your nails. Yeah. yeah. I have to clip my nails, keep those short, and so I usually don't do those yeah. either the night before or the morning of uh, of the tournament. That that was on the bus to the to the finals for us for in 2010. Now there you go. They're all alone on the bus, just clipping your nails. And I just remember, <laughs> I remember, remember Lynn hitting me and pointing it out, being like, "Yeah, he's he's just a little superstitious." Yeah, like, yeah, no, there is there is probably more things that I can't remember, which is probably just as well. The white socks, you guys, white you guys socks. made for white yeah. socks. Yeah, had to God do that. Although now I don't. Black. Even the last few years of bowling, I managed to get over. I managed to overcome that one and be able to go with uh, dark socks if need be. Uh, uh, you, you screwed the rest of us, I tell you. Everything's yeah. stuck with white socks from now ever. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's good. It's done I, them well. Yeah, no, I I remember like some things like um, there. I remember when we went through as a 2010, and I, I we played really well as a team. And I remember Bruce sitting you uh, for the first match against BC, right? Lynn. And uh, Lynn did, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Lynn sat you on the, and then all of a sudden, uh, I remember Jimmy Lowell was out there, and Jimmy's like, Bruce is, well, Bruce is sitting, Bruce is sitting, and it just 
you always I know you you're not one to talk about it but you always had that x factor where people always worried about you Bruce right whether you're on the bench or you're not on the bench and uh and uh it was it was something quite cool I mean it didn't work the first game I think you and Brett Mapstone tied with a 130 or 140 I was, or I was gonna say uh we contributed <laughs> together I don't know who got most of it but I certainly got <laughs> I got at least 40 or 50 of that 137 or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but I remember afterwards, you while we walked over, it's like, we're not going to lose another goddamn game, right? Because we were yeah. really good. And that was our worst game of the tournament. And then you bumped up to Lee, and I, I think I was second. And we both started with four baggers. And yeah. two other people started with four baggers. And it was already over after six, right? No, I remember that. It was yeah. pretty exciting after that match. And that we, like, say, we started the next game. And I think by the fifth frame, we were we were we were all going good and it was it was pretty exciting it was uh, yeah i remember that yeah i remember that quite yeah it's awesome yeah from a uh, personal stats um type type of a a route um since since we don't have a whole lot of you know your old stats or anything like that available um what uh what are like your your obviously how many perfect games and triple and quad etc 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 um had three perfect games um high quad it's probably not as high as just about any of you guys i think it was 1374 i think i had uh, 11 24 for three and shot 250 i think for the fourth game um don't remember a 10 game block i had the eight game block at uh at the masters of bonnie dune i guess where i shot 26 uh 2600 thanks for reminding me you know you're going well when you're shooting lots of, lots of good games you got a big game going and you get up on the wrong lane and punch i think i was bowling with mark johnstone and heidi and mark says you bowled on the wrong lane it's like oh that's good <laughs> yeah. went back on the other lane and threw a, I had another strike which i think ended up being in the middle of a few of them again and, uh, yeah. and kept the roll going where i kept them all over 300 but uh, yeah that was a day where you just get in a bit of a zone and uh that uh that was your first eight games of the year too. You hadn't thrown anything <laughs> yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I shot 24.50 and you annihilated me. <laughs> that was eight straight, eight straight 300s that day. Yeah, and that was, was that was before Bonnie Dune was like easy too. Yeah, I don't know what happened that day. You're right. I got in zone and I, not even sure what was going on, but it just felt like everything. If I hit it, if I hit the middle there, it was going to be a strike, thick yeah. in the pocket, uh, whatever. It's, uh, it was amazing. I, yeah, wrong lane. Is the only thing that slowed me down, and I only did that once. So. <laughs> what What about tournament victories? Uh, we We heard the the seven autumns. Uh, yeah, I did uh, the three, uh, which was neat. Doing the back to back to back in Saskatoon uh, was was good. I uh, bowled quite well there over the years. Had reasonable amount of success, but hadn't won it. I come second three times I think once to Blair actually where I was lost to him and I won one side lost to him in the other side and lost to him a one game roll off for the overall championship so that was disappointing but then uh, and I lost to Donnie Betts in the final and uh, to Jeff Bourne and then uh, I think it was the next year after that that I uh, won my first one there and then I won the next two in a row which was which was pretty neat having been down out there to win 98 99 and 2000 I think uh, in in Saskatoon so uh, that was that was pretty neat, uh, and the first one's always special. I, I mean, all you guys have won tournaments, and uh, first one was the Rose Bowl in 1983, and I beat Wayne Davies from uh, great bowler from Vancouver, and uh, always remember that. Obviously, that Don Bonnie Doon, uh, that was that was special. 
And you won TPC in, nearing the it end went, of your before you retired, yeah, I, right? Yeah, I won TPC. I guess when it was at Collingwood, uh, so I won the Rose Bowl a couple times at, at, when it was at Bonnie Doon, and then TPC um, at Collingwood. And you went up both sides, correct? Yeah, I did. I won both sides uh, there. And one time, I guess one of those ones in Saskatoon was the same. I won both sides. Uh, went up both sides there in Saskatoon. What about open and masters? Um, yeah, obviously I've had a fair bit of success in, in both, uh, both those. It was, uh, it was good. The first, again, the first gold medal, the special first one I won uh, in the open was uh, 1990 in Hamilton. And I'll always remember Hamilton. I think I was there three times for the open and we won three gold medals uh, in Hamilton. So it was always looked forward to going there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Masters was good. My first Masters as a rookie way back in 1983. I don't think we didn't do very well, but I was born with Brian Goodhope, which was really neat. Uh, he made the first Masters and Stan Hesp and Gene Ballone and Dave Lewis, I think. And uh, that was my first Nationals with Diane Violini. And uh, it was just pretty impressive. Didn't realize at the time how good she was. And then over the next 35 years, she proceeded to make everything and anything that she bowled in. And, uh, so that was my first time at the Masters uh, up there in in Saskatoon, so it was good. Very cool. Yeah, you said that was eighty three, right, Bruce? Eighty three, the first Masters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You weren't born, Kerry? Oh, I I was. Oh, okay. I was. Yeah, I was. But, uh, half the podcast <laughs> wasn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Can you? I don't know if you remember, but can, can you go through like what what your regular pre shot routine would be for you? Your your mental thought process as you're as you going up there yeah mine was i usually tried to keep it as simple as i could dex i mean i would and obviously the better your bowling the easier it is to to keep it that way so um i usually would just try to focus on 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 one thing um and sometimes it varied but for me quite often it was just keeping the first step slow and uh and then would be good at uh I'm sure you've all seen me at various times when I get going a little quick and uh, do the windmill at the uh, at the power line, and uh, so mine was usually not so much a whole bunch of technical things, but just keep the first step slow, and then when you get in a, hopefully get into a bit of a zone, then you, uh, I would usually not be thinking about anything at all. You'd just get up, get find your spot, and uh, and get set and go. And I mean, quite often when I was going good, I'd I'd have a song going in my head. Truthfully, I'd. Uh, have something that going up and sometimes I would just trigger that so I'd get on the approach and then let that run through my head for five seconds or whatever and uh, and be good to go so it wasn't in a lot of times it wasn't even in anything about arm swing or approach or slide or, or or anything else and usually that was when I was bowling better I mean the more things I was thinking about usually it's it means I was struggling yeah absolutely good good way of keeping your tempo too yeah it was yeah um, so over the past couple of weeks, everybody's been kind of been asking the special guests who would be like the, the ultimate team they wish they could have played on. And this is across Canada. Is there any specific team that you wish you would have been able to put together back then? Um, I guess your, your top players during your time. Um, yeah, I hadn't really thought about it. I mean, there's always people in Alberta and that's why it was great bowling the master. So you'd have an opportunity to bowl with other people from the other zones. Yeah. Um, but 
there were some guys. I mean, Doug Mosdell was a guy I looked up to, and uh, I would have loved to have had a chance to to be on a team with with Doug. He was both a great competitor and just a great guy, and uh, I think that would have been uh, would have been really really neat to be part of a team with him. Um, there was guys that uh, I got a chance. Tom Patterson. I don't know if you know this. Was out in Edmonton for a year or two, and I managed to make a team with him which was which was really neat we had a really strong team and we did not win we uh, <laughs> went, uh to provincials and uh and and didn't it didn't make it but uh it was it was really neat to bowl with with tom and i would have there would have been some guys across the country that i knew over the years from from masters in the open i mean doug mccall uh from saskatchewan and uh there was, uh, I don't know if any of you remember, Steve Greensides from Ontario goes back to one of my first bowling events that I met him and then he was in some of the masters and uh, it would have been neat to neat to bowl with some of the people from different places and the guys from Newfoundland, Kevin O'Leary um, was, was, I bowled a lot of times with him and just looked like it would have been really fun to, to be on a team with him at some point. So there's a bunch of guys in Alberta that uh, it was fortunate for the most part to either make a masters or obviously in the Edmonton zone uh, to bowl with, but uh, it would have been pretty neat to bowl on a team with some of those guys from across the country in some event. For sure. Probably most of the people you named are definitely going to be Hall of Famers. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you really want to talk about it, but you had mentioned before the podcast, we were bringing up uh, what tournaments you haven't won. I don't um, mind at all. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a rumor and it may be the rumor from you, but uh, at CBC's you, uh, qualified one year and uh you were taken off the list due to not bowling in a league yep um, yeah the cbc's i yeah. qualified once and uh didn't realize i don't know if anyone did at the time that that was one of the requirements uh it was probably in there in writing i'm sure at some point uh, in, the, in the paperwork but hadn't really come up at the time but uh qualified i think had to do the house rounds and then went on to provincials uh i think down in paradise as a matter of fact and uh yeah, qualified down there along with Mark Jackson and then got the call, I don't know when, sometime in the following week to say that I was not eligible to go because I was not bowling in a league and it was only open to those people that were bowling. And uh, I said, well, I was a five pin member, but I guess that didn't work. You had to, they say, be in a league. So it was very disappointing, but uh, I mean, it. I guess it was the rule at the time. And uh, I think in that case, I, I think I mentioned Gino. Uh, Gino was the, the one that uh, got in. He was in third place. And I think he made it lots of times on his own. But I think he was the one that filled in uh, when I got removed from the list. So it was disappointing because I never did uh, end up doing CBCs at all. Never made CBCs. Right. I'm pretty sure everybody else that heard that you got dropped out wasn't too happy that Gino was a replacement anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, not, yeah. that, not that you can say I'm on the podcast, but I'm not going to ask you what your first three words out of your mouth when you heard that yeah. was. But um, yeah, I don't think I was too happy at the time. Yeah. But uh, I managed to get over it uh, <laughs> over a period of time. Just, just a small <laughs> blip in your amazing career. Yeah. yeah, I just can't believe they wouldn't let you know at house round or let and let you play the provincials. Yeah, I think right? we did say that. Why didn't they? Stop yeah. that or how, how come they didn't i guess uh go through that to make sure everybody was was legal or whatever at the provincial level but for sure uh, maybe they just assumed which was probably a reasonable assumption that everybody was bowling in a league at the time because i'm sure and i don't recommend it for for people i would guess that 99.9 percent .9 of the people across the country would have been bowling in a league at the time and uh it, 
was probably only me that made it an issue at the time. So, so yeah. Weber, there may be a new rule to uh, qualify for a tour championship. You may <laughs> need a league average. <laughs> yeah, I'll be the first one to sign that. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but that, no, yeah. a lot of people signing that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Bruce, that's before emailing and, and online stuff. So I, I guess I can see where maybe that could have been, but you, you still think they well, will let you know ahead of time. Kind of. Were you saying there was, there was a house round first? Yeah, I'm quite sure we had to do house rounds for CBC, just like TSN there. And so you'd qualify out of a house round. And that's what I think was my probably my point at the time. I should have been told either yeah. at the time not been eligible to bowl in it or been kicked out at that point. But Well, uh, I mean, somebody there would have known that you don't bowl in the league there. Yeah, the people in Edmonton. <laughs> like that's obviously, the people in obvious. Edmonton would have certainly known that I wasn't bowling in the league at that time. But uh, yeah, yeah it's, hmm. it's a, it is what it is. And, not fun at the time, but uh, it was all right. If I remember correctly, you could have uh, done uh, multiple house rounds yeah, you as could, well. Uh, yeah, you didn't. You, you weren't stuck. Like for for myself, I wasn't stuck at Chinook or stuck at Toddler. I could have went and go play Paradise in whatever days that they worked, right? Yep, exactly. So you could do if you if they were spread out over a period of a month, you could go and if you didn't make it for it, you could keep going. Had multiple ones in fact you may have even been able i don't know if you were limited to stay within your own zone or if you could have even tried to if you happen to be in another zone and red deer or whatever if I, you could have gone there I don't I, i'm not sure if it was cbc's or if it was tsn but you could actually pay to go straight directly to the uh, provincial, provincial round, round. Provincial. Like there was a north uh, and that was TSN, provincial, yeah. right? TSN, yeah, I think yeah. i think you're right tsn i don't know if that was always but for part of it i think you're right uh, yeah. Terry, that you could pay just put in $100 or whatever it was and go right to the provincials. Not saying I always paid to go to the south so I didn't have to play against Bruce Mortar, but <laughs> I may have. <laughs> um, before we move on too much farther, there's something that I probably should have introduced at the beginning of the whole podcast. We have a new Alberta 5-pin president, and he's on the podcast. Congratulations, Tim Wiseman. Oh, congratulations, oh, Tim. Good for uh, you. Thank you. I was so looking forward to that role. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> they said volunteers, and you were the only one there. And uh... Uh, well, it wasn't necessarily how it was supposed to work. Uh, again, uh, I'll give you a little bit of a lowdown. I said, and that's like, are you gonna take over my spot? And I was like, nope. And then uh, she's like, well, I'm not running. So I was like, that's great. And that, that's all. <laughs> That's how it came to be. Tim has the rubberiest, uh, rubberiest, rubberiest arms of all rubber arms. Yeah. Well, Tim, you'll do a yeah. great job. I mean, uh, good for you. So. You've done a great job in Edmonton, and I'm sure you'll do a great job for the A5. So it's, it's probably a really good thing. I heard A5 is going to start subsidizing part of his salary. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, it sounds pretty good right now because I hear Bruce's retirement is looking for extra help. So if I, if I ever need anything, I'll just call you up, Bruce. <laughs> okay. You just got to call at the right time, Tim. <laughs> he has your cell phone number now, too. That's your Yeah, mistake. he does. Yeah, he's got cell phones, emails. He can get a hold of me. He's, <laughs> he's already blocked that number like most have. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh man. Well, we definitely appreciate it, Tim. We do need volunteers to support the associations. So, congratulations, and uh, hopefully, you take Alberta Five Pin to new, new horizons. I think it's great. Well, Good for you, Tim. We'll, we'll find out in two years, guys. Yeah. <laughs> in two years, you're going to be C Five president. 
Yeah. No, I, no, no, no. It's all for naught, actually. You know, you know, all for naught soon. So uh, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Dex. So if anybody's looking, any association's looking for a new president, Tim is up and ready to go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's got a couple of nights that are still open. So, uh... yeah, I'm, try, I'm trying to find his time not to delete that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh man. Um, so, anybody else got any good topics? Something that you? I don't. I don't know. I kind of want to hear some Bruce stories. I mean, everybody wants to listen about Bruce stories. I know. I hear through a little birdie. Your favorite Marvel character is uh, is Spider Man. I hear. I hear you do a really good Spider Man. Yeah, there were a few Spider Man stories. Yes. <laughs> there were a few Spider Man stories. I think I had somebody believing that I climbed the outside of the Besboro Hotel in Saskatoon. <laughs> I managed to talk one of the employees into there in there to getting me on the roof. So uh, <laughs> I got on the roof and waved to everybody down at the uh, at the reception or whatever was being held there and. Uh, told them that I'd gone up and somebody said, well, I didn't see you. Well, I went on the other side because there was two less stories to go up because it was sort of sunken in the back and I went up on the other side to get up here. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was good. There was one out in BC. I think I spent an hour or two up in the corner of a room with one foot on the, on the coat rack and the other foot up on the door jam up, sitting in the corner of the room after a turn, tournament out in. Might have been out in Kamloops, actually. So, yeah. yeah, there was a few times that Spider-Man probably didn't uh, make any points. <laughs> It it always seemed like everybody else got in trouble, but Bruce never did. That, that, yeah, I think that's I, a common occurrence. I did get busted once or twice. There was uh, <laughs> known to put a few pieces of furniture in elevators over the course of uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as well. And I will have have you all know that Diane was one of my first assistants, Diane Violini, to help me uh, decorate an uh, elevators out in uh, out in. Uh, Vancouver, I guess, in 1986, uh, <laughs> we, we did some decorating there. And in fact, one of the tournaments, I think, obviously, there must have been a bit of history because there was a common hospitality room, I think, at a, at a master's event. And uh, myself and uh, not to be named Jimmy Forels <laughs> decided we would decorate a little. So we got we got some uh, some chairs in there and maybe a planter. It was, a, it was quite a nice setup. Uh, but Apparently, security came down in the hospitality room and said, "Elevator needs to be emptied out, or this room's getting shut down." And everybody just turned to me and Jim, apparently, and uh, said, "Seemed to know who the who the culprits were." So we had to go offload, you know, an hour is of really good work uh, decorating an elevator uh, for not. Oh, we we have some good pictures of the one in Newfoundland. Oh yeah, there's a there's a that, few good ones. Yeah, I that think, was yeah. that was a nice setup. I don't know why they were so against it. I, it was that a one beautiful, was beautiful elevator. I mean, we had a coffee table in between, didn't we? And yeah, we had a nice little lamp in the corner. In there, yeah. <laughs> like, the, uh, I think it really added to the horse. in that elevator. <laughs> we had a horse. It was beautiful. It did have a horse. I think that was a special feature that we managed to get uh, involved in that one. So. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of good times at nationals over the years. Uh, but, uh, there's there's so much downtime for everybody to uh, get into shenanigans. Yeah, there's a little too much downtime. We yeah. were uh, we were decorating the elevator with the RCMP standing with us. They were yeah, drinking think... beer in the hallway with us while we were decorating that elevator. 
Yeah, there have been more than one time that we've had people from the hotel or RCMPs or someone like that that have uh, joined us and quite liked the setup that we were <laughs> Quite impressive. I think they thought it maybe should stay that way, but uh, I don't think it did for more than a day. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, we managed to get, uh, remember Gordon Matter, and we got him to uh, bring a, uh, I don't know if it was a Homer Simpson uh, from a pizza it's a pizza place, I think, somewhere at the Nationals, and brought it back to the uh, to the banquet. And uh, but we managed to talk the rookie into doing that, so that we weren't weren't going to get busted on it. <laughs> it's uh, always good to have a rookie on the team to drag uh, drag along. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Lynn told me that story. You guys are in Toronto, and I think Kevin Johnson was with you guys too. I yep, think you're right. Yeah, yeah, Kevin yeah, Gore. yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. We had some good I'll, times. Also, the lore, I guess, of the mortar cabin for yeah, the Masters. Yeah. That, that was always one of the big, uh, the, the big treats, I, I guess, for, for the men's Masters team uh, to have an opportunity. And I've never had a chance to make it there. Well, yeah, you're, you're in it right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah, you're in it. It's, although this is the new place. Yeah, the, no, you're right. There was uh, some good times in the old cabin when the, uh, the teams were made uh, and we would have everybody, all the guys out here and... Uh, get in a golf game and some drinks and some cards and uh, whatever other things happen out here. But yeah, there's uh, quite a few good times uh, that I've had various people, I think. Yeah, there's been quite a few people out here. Brad and Curtis Deer, Brad Wilton and Curtis Daring and Matt and uh, Ian Dolby and Lynn and Gino. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been good. That was one thing I, first time I ever made an open team with you, Bruce, we played cards at, you, at Lynn's house. Okay, and yeah. Never play cards with you guys because you cheat and there's always a way that you guys win. You guys always well, yeah, figure we with... change the rules with every game. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I was down a lot of money that night. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Good old well, that's why we always had wanted to have rookies at all those games, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Just trust me, throw more money in. This is going to work out. <laughs> oh, yeah, this, oh yeah, 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 you lost your money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, games called I Win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, do you see any furtherance in the sport, or are we missing something that that you've seen over the progression of the last, call it almost thirty years? No, I think I think you guys are doing a great job with the with the tour. I mean, sadly, obviously, over the years, the the amount of bowlers has decreased, and the amount of lanes, obviously, the the lane beds has decreased significantly. Uh, um, over that time, but I think the good news is the bowlers that are still bowling and the, the lanes that are still open are really supportive of, of everything that's happening, both for the, all the regular um, recreational bowlers and I think for the most part to supporting the, uh, the tournament bowlers. I think they see what it can do to have the tournaments at their places and to you know, increase the profile of the game. And uh, I, think it's, I think it's great and I think what you guys have done is continues to get better and better every year. Uh, what you're doing with the tour so hats off to you guys i don't know they say down the road if you're able to get more tournaments uh into the fold i, I know that was always tough always just try to work around provincial masters events provincial open events and other things that are happening it's always tough to to get much more in it's a pretty big time commitment for everybody already so yeah. uh not sure that you can get a whole lot more in but uh, well there is an open there is an open weekend if any of these uh these cities or these centers want to try and start one we can uh recommend and we've uh developed a tournament format that's available to be looked at if they're 
if they don't have an idea what they want to start. So that's um, good. Yeah, the WCBT is really, really trying to look to the future and to try and grow everything. Um, yeah. Because the status quo just isn't good enough. Um, no, I, so. I, I think you're doing great. How many guys? I'm curious, how many uh, tour members are you up to now, Kerry? Uh, so we had 82 last year. Last year, okay. Yeah, so uh, th the goal is to get to 100 this year. 200. Which I think is attainable, which will be roughly just over a third of the, all the competitors playing on tour. Okay, no, that's so good. That's pretty good um, for five years of work. No, I, I agree. I think it's continuing to go the right way. So. Yeah. You know, I remember I remember 10 years ago when entries were like 110, 113 entries, right? Yeah. So the fact that we're at 80, 82 WCBT members, let alone like entries for these cash tournaments, I think that's pretty good. That's, that's yeah, a I good mean, start. You guys that are running the tournaments, I mean, now you're having to come up with either additional additional shifts um just to be able to get the uh the amount of bowlers in to get i mean you're getting up to 200 bowlers and uh i mean that's that's the only problem now right is some of the centers it's just tough to get enough uh enough shifts in to get everybody uh you know an opportunity to bowl yeah adding in shifts is just cheaper than adding in lanes yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, i mean it's the only option you've got yeah. and, and and it's good and i think yeah. it, it, it's like i say it's working because you're the numbers of climbs significantly over I mean they were really good when I started bowling tournaments 30 years ago 35 years ago and then obviously there was a big decline and the numbers dropped quite a bit and now it's good to see that they're climbing back up to you know as probably as high as they've ever been I mean Saskatoon probably had some pretty big numbers for a few years and they were taking 48 bowlers but mm. uh, they also had a lot more lanes to use so I think the fact that you guys are getting 200 entries uh, at a lot of the tournaments is uh, is very impressive. Bruce I do have a question for you so back when you first started um roughly what was an entry fee into one of the bigger events i don't think it's changed that much over the years carrie i'm crazy i'm trying to think i'm not sure that it was ever even a hundred dollars i think like if i remember like going to chinook and going to kg and, and the rose bowl i'm thinking it was 150 dollars um for the most part i may be wrong again my memory is not as good as it used to be <laughs> but i don't remember it, it was it was never for sure it was never 75 dollars or or anything like that those tournaments it was always a pretty good amount so for the most part i don't think there's been a significant change yeah it's, in, it's in crazy cost. with inflation that uh that hasn't really grown at all right i agree there's hasn't been a significant change and i think what you guys are doing with the a lot of the tournaments have that you know bring a buddy or someone coming for the first time and get a get a break on the entry fee is, is just a great idea to help get either new people out young kids out or just somebody that hasn't you know wants to try to get in for a little bit of a a better a better break on the price yeah i like i remember back in the day kg always had the invitational and um yeah. now all four of these tournaments have a thursday night event they have these big big money events i guess you could call them um adding to the whole tournament so now it's an actual event right it's not just yep. show up and play the one tournament now you can play three four different tournaments on this in the same event which is I agree, and it's great when you're, especially when you're coming from further away. I mean, you you're spending a lot of money to get there and money for hotels, so it's good to have other things to do when you're out there. As far as uh, at the bowling alley, at, uh, and I think all the events, it's good. Some of the different formats that people are coming up with for the, uh, you know, from the bakers, uh, different trios and uh, different formats for the fun events where you get to bowl, which is the other good thing in those with the people from the other, you know, from out of province, from anywhere across the country that shows up in. Uh, yeah. in a three-player or whatever format, which is which is really great. 
I think the dollar value for the autumn, I can't remember it not being uh, under 180. Yeah, 180 no, was kind of kind of that that dollar amount that I remember even from like mid to late 90s. No, so I, agree. I don't, I don't, even don't know remember if it, was it ever, being, ever being cheap as such. It was always somewhere around there, 150, 180 to get into the tournaments. So. That must have been really tough when you're making a quarter an hour, Bruce. Like, it, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, back in the old days. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'd have to save up, uh, take all my bottles in and uh, be able to go to a bowling tournament. Uh, I mean, you, you, uh, yeah. it's, uh, it wasn't quite that bad, but I know for some, I mean, even Lynn, who started bowling a few years before me, he used to tell me he went bowling tournaments and he literally needed to make money to pay for his weekend sort of thing. He was didn't have a lot of money and uh, Brian would get him into side bets going in the doubles and uh, trios and things and Lynn's just saying, well, I guess I better bowl good because I mm -hmm. need to be able to, to either pay some money or make some money. And uh, it always seemed to work out for them. But uh, yeah, well, uh, it's not what, cheap going to a bowling tournament. Exactly. Hey, Bruce, there was a little bit of talk this week about uh, nicknames. Did, uh, did especially if some of the tour guys, uh, the, the power rankings, all that, did you ever, ever have any you know, nicknames back in the day? No, I don't think I ever did, Adam. As a matter of fact, I—I I mean, maybe there's some people were calling me behind my back, which is probably quite possible. That, <laughs> not sure that qualifies as a nickname, but no, I don't think I ever had anything that would uh, that would go as a as a nickname that, uh, compared to some of the guys that I know I bowled with over the years. Uh, no, never, never did. Yeah, that's something that's missing, right? Like yeah. every other sport has nicknames for their yeah their top players or whatever, but that's one thing I've been seems to be missing out on you don't hear too many right no i don't know i don't know yeah. if there's more these days but i don't i don't know of them obviously i'm not involved as much anymore but oh, i don't know sorry. do you guys do you guys have them now uh for no. yourselves or they're mostly slander yeah yeah mostly just yeah just derogatory <laughs> just derogatory terms yeah. <laughs> i think hey. it's hard for people like you though bruce because like i don't know you, you look at the like the highest level of the game and like i don't know Everyone's like, that's Bruce Mortar. That's Bruce Mortar, right? They, it's always first, last name, like, when you're talking about you. So I I, I don't know. I, I think that's be, because of who you are, it's hard to give you a nickname when, you, when you're Bruce Mortar. It usually comes from the fan side of things too, right? Usually the fans are the ones that make up the nicknames. It's yeah, not so much the, the players themselves. Yeah. We'll just call you the Bruce Mortar. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there is a lot of names. As as anyone that's bold with me knows, I didn't really take myself all that seriously. So you could have got away with calling me pretty much anything uh, if you're on the team or anything. It's pretty hard to upset uh, by anything you called me. So uh, you, you don't have to call me anything particular. <laughs> but Bruce, there was there. I think there was a song about you. We, remember, I think your, your retirement year in 2014. We every every day to the bowling center. We listen to electric like orchestra, and then oh. Freddie was singing. <laughs> Freddie would yell out, "Don't let me down, Bruce!" Yeah. Every single time. Yeah, no. I think that's the first time I heard that. Yeah, riding with Matt and Freddie and you guys in the, on the way to the. Uh, yeah. That was in Red Deer, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was in Red Deer. Yeah. 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 That was a good time. I remember that. It's like I'll say, "Shut up, shut up." It's my song, yeah. and all of a sudden, yeah. like. Freddie just had to sing it to him. Yeah, I, think was, I think it was Freddie and Freddie and Matt that started that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> it was good. 
Well, we're all good. Any questions? Anything else you want to know? Oh. I just missed the stories, Bruce. We want there you back. so many stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come, come back to the game, Bruce. Yeah, no, I miss I miss creating more. Always fun. Usually there was at least one story from a from a provincial or a, or a <laughs> national or, or any event uh, that we went to. Was, uh, so uh, when are you going on vacation? Uh, about a month, uh, October 21st. Okay. So you would be able to play the first round of Masters. And the autumn. <laughs> Weird. And the autumn, yeah. I think I might have commitments on those, but uh, yeah, no, I'm around for it. As a matter of fact, I've sent my entries in. I've sent my entries in every year for the last four years. Uh, my my registration for the Masters. I continue yeah. to support uh, to support. Nice. Uh, so uh, when uh, when are you back from your vacation? December. <laughs> Middle of December. So oh. you'd be able to play the second set second of Masters. Set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but not the third. Yeah. You, you only need, you only need, need two. <laughs> yeah. No, I usually need it all six. I, uh, I don't think there's too many times that I could get away with bowling just four. No, I usually took advantage of being able to drop some. You might need them now. Yeah, for sure. Looking at those nah. scores you guys put up last year, that was, that was absolutely ridiculous. I've never, I remember one year where one person, it was Tom actually Stevenson shot 92 something, but he was, he lapped the field. The rest of us were, uh, I think 400 and 500 behind, but this year there's, I think four of you at 9,200. Uh, I mean, that mm -hmm. those scores were absolutely crazy. I've never seen anything like that. It's, uh, it wasn't fun, to... Bruce. It wasn't fun. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I really can't afford, like you say, shooting 21 and a half and you're losing, yeah. And you're losing ground. It's, yeah, uh, it's yeah. not it's almost a throwaway. Yeah, no, it was. But uh, the bowlers, bowling's getting better and better. Obviously, the pinfall's good in those houses. But uh, I mean, that's some pretty impressive bowling. But to make that Masters team in Alberta this year was uh, that was crazy. I'm sure that had to be the highest ever. I think it's gonna nothing be, but silvers. Yeah, I think yeah. it's going to be anything. It's going to be tougher this year. Everybody's gunning for some Newfoundland time, right? Yeah. No, every every time it's in Newfoundland, I know I will admit to the same thing that uh, that definitely got everyone's attention. Uh, trips to Newfoundland were, were special. Uh, it was always good. No matter where you went, you had a good time, but going to Newfoundland was certainly the place to go. I mean, making a, making a national out there was, uh, we had a lot of fun times out there. As a matter of fact. So Newfoundland can't even coax you back? <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't think so. I just, uh, I think I would have to go throw some balls, which I was able to get away with before, but now I don't think I could get away with that. And, they well, just think your your membership is already paid. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> just a matter of showing up now. I have, I have put my entry in, so uh, yeah. So if you see me show up there, uh, just, I'm, I'm going to put you on the list. Look out! <laughs> I, I I can do that. Yeah. No, I don't think you should do that. <laughs> I, you know what? I might just just to mess with everybody. I'll keep you posted. Put your yes. name on the lanes. Yeah, yeah. I think I I think it's more likely that he'll show up in Newfoundland than bowl the tournament. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Make that trip. No, those were a lot of fun times in Newfoundland. Yeah. We're the first two. They're in Calgary, right? Yeah. First two Correct. in Calgary. Yeah. 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 The weekend after oh. the autumn open. Yeah. yeah. Paradise and Chinook. I I feel like you like those places. Yeah, <laughs> although Chinook's changed a bit, but yeah, I did, uh, I did like both those places uh, for sure over the years. <laughs> You're not selling them on decks. <laughs> <laughs> Man's going to try. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> looking at looking at your scores, yeah, no, I uh, I think I'd be in trouble. <laughs> but Bruce, there's the senior side you can do too. Yeah, that, uh, that's that's more uh, more possible, I guess. But uh, I don't I don't think I I don't think I see that in my immediate future this year either. But. Giggy hey, loves it. Giggy absolutely loves it. Yeah, probably even just sh- he would drive you to every event too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah compete against him in this zone, I guess. Eh? That's, yeah. uh, I could get him to throw out his left hand, though, and uh, yeah. I'm afraid he's, he might he'd, st- he'd still shoot like he still 16, might be that's, that's yeah. what I mean. That's, yeah. uh, I might not want him to do that, but we'll just rub it in. <laughs> oh man, well, that's awesome. I think I'm gonna wrap up the podcast here, Bruce. Thank you very much. Thank for you, Bruce. Coming on. Yeah, it was a pleasure, guys. Uh, good luck in uh, at the Autumn Open coming up and at the Masters. And uh, who knows? I'm sure I will see you around at uh, at the lane sometimes over the course of the year. But, uh, look forward to it, and I will continue to watch the uh, the podcast there. Especially, I will look for uh, podcast number five. Uh, <laughs> see your anticipation. The, the episode number five. <laughs> see, what our, uh, see what our provincial president yes. does. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got to say, Bruce, uh, you know, just being who you are in this game and nearly every player, especially in Western Canada, probably across Canada, uh, you know, we, we all collectively thank you for, for everything you've done uh, within our sport, um, being that mentor to so many of us, um, being that, that kind of yardstick for everybody. Um, to who really wants to prove themselves in this game and, and really gives somebody a chance to shoot for being legendary. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely personally want to thank you. you you've done so much in, in, in my career. Uh, I still look up to you. I still look up to your records. You, you still give me a reason to push in this game. So uh, th- yeah. thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, I appreciate that, Adam. And I, uh, I thank you guys. And as I say, it was, it was, pleasure bowling with you guys over over the years and i think bowling is in good hands uh with you guys and everybody else that's bowling the kids that are coming up and uh i i think it bodes well for the future and uh it was a pleasure being part of it for so long and and uh as i say being able to bowl with and against uh, you know both people in the province and across the country and uh there's a lot of lot of special times over the years in the, in the we're community. we're very fortunate in alberta that we have so many, so many um, great people in the game, um, and that a lot of that stems from you. Um, you were uh, an amazing competitor, but you were always a, a fantastic person first. And I, I think you really showed everybody what it's like to be a, you know, a top-notch athlete, but a, a great teammate, and uh, how how to you know just deal with people and and deal with your surroundings and just you know enjoy life and and be a good person so th- thank you for passing that on to the the community that we have here. i really appreciate your your kind words you can go back to to dissing me next time i see you live <laughs> we can all talk some trash but no i really i really do appreciate the word and like i say bowling with you i was it's it's been awesome and over the years i think i was just privileged to be both in the edmonton zone and the alberta zone which i always did think and continue to think is is one of the strongest uh, across the country and uh i only see that continuing uh, so as i say it's it's been a pleasure and uh thanks thanks for having me on guys really appreciate it awesome thanks Chris.
All Thanks, right. Bruce. Thank you.